Hi, Sophie. Hi, Sin. Hi, Emlyn. Hi, Sin. Hi, everyone. And welcome Archer. to the snack. Who is that? That's everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I deleted my drummer because I wanted to put in a new one that works. But I forgot to put in a new one. But I have an idea. So if you say that again. Hi, Sin. Today we're talking about Dark Souls, Saint Seiya, and the connections between the two. Mm -hmm. Now we actually have with us a very, very special guest who is not only a cultist, but also a Saint Seiya professional. Emlyn, could you please tell us about yourself? Hello, I'm Emlyn. I have a YouTube channel and I run around the Sin, Sin server on Discord yelling about Saint Seiya and Dark Souls being one and the same. <laughs> Before we start, mm -hmm. although there are some connections between Saint Seiya and Dark Souls, uh -huh. you have to admit that the real anime the Soulsborne series was molded on is actually reborn. Yeah. Everything's reborn. Hello. From Software President Hidetaka Miyazaki here, making a very special appearance on Sinclair Law. Sin asked me to explain Dark Souls, and I told her to fuck off. So instead, I'm being asked to explain Ketekyo Hitman Reborn. Ketekyo Hitman Reborn is a shonen series about a baby that shoots you with magical bullets that make you work harder. This is very similar to my relationship with Bandai Namco, except there, the bullets are just threats of my impending financial ruin. My desire to murder infants in literally everything I make also comes from Kitekyo Hitman Reborn, not, not because I dislike it, it's because I, I was so invested, I read every single issue, and when they got to the end and Tsuna didn't get with Haru, my heart just broke. That day, I vowed revenge on infant kind, and began designing the Valley of Defilement. Anyway, uh, back to this thing, uh, I don't even know what a Saint Seiya is, uh, it's probably Yui's idea. Thank you, Master Miyazaki. <laughs> Since we're talking about both Dark Souls and Saint Seiya, I think we should first explain both concepts for people who may not be familiar with them. Alrighty. So, what is a Dark Souls? Hi, Sophie here. Sins asked me to explain what Dark Souls is. In case anyone listening to this, uh, anyone who, who's subbed to the channel, anyone who this video was conceivably recommended to, uh, doesn't know what Dark Souls is, perhaps you're someone who typed in the wrong URL, and you ended up here and you're still listening, in which case, good on you. So, uh, let's just get my copy of Dark Souls Remastered out, and uh, that explains that Dark Souls is 
The origins of a legendary gaming reference. Um, so yes, Dark Souls is nothing less than the Dark Souls of video games. Which means that it's hard. It's not even hard. Um, look, I, I grew up playing Alex Kidd in Miracle World. And that's a game where uh, even after you beat the final boss, you can still lose because you have to remember the exact order in which to input a series of symbols on a sort of like weird uh, uh, fantasy keyboard that you hop on kind of like in, in big. Um, and if you don't remember the order, uh, you just die. And the order that you have to put them in, that's scattered throughout the game up until that point. And it's not really signposted that you have to do it uh, in that way. If you don't know it's coming, you, you won't remember it. And uh, even when you're entering the 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 symbols in the in the keyboard thing if you accidentally jump on the wrong the wrong symbol which is entirely possible it just spawns a ghost and the ghost kills you and um, all this is assuming you actually made it to the end of the game because the ability to continue in Alex Kidd in Miracle World uh, if you die the only way you can keep playing is if you know to hold up on the d-pad and press the button to eight times Oh, you didn't know to do that? <laughs> Get good! Anyway, back to the podcast. So now, what is Saint Seiya? It's a show based around Greek mythology, sort of like Dark Souls beats the Power Rangers, and they fight the, the old Greek gods and other things like that throughout the story to protect humans. They're saving the earth from chaos or darkness or whatever it is that that specific god is throwing at them. Yeah. So, Emlyn, you noticed that there are some similarities between Saint Seiya and Dark Souls. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the beginning, I thought there were some. Now I'm saying it doesn't stop. <laughs> And we actually created an angelic outline for this episode to follow. However, for some reason, my angelic outline is also gone from the soundboard. So we're just going to go with this. I'm liking this new era. <laughs> so first, let's talk about some characters that we find in Saint Seiya that resemble the characters in Dark Souls. Here we have Hades. Is it the same Hades who built the tower in Dark Souls 2? No. <laughs> Emlyn actually messaged me about that tower afterward. There was another Saint Seiya thing. Oh yeah? Alright, yeah. tell us, tell us. Uh, the entire city is pretty much based on how Poseidon's underwater city is built. There's eight pillars in total, but one central pillar where he locks up Athena to try and reinforce the pillar so it can uh, pretty much uh, keep all the oceans above the city instead of in the city forever. And it's pretty much taking her power into the tower. So the the uh, eternal tower of flame, that could be that there's a goddess in there that's pretty much making that flame burn forever. Oh, snap! Which is why 
why the fact that it becomes the birthplace of the Way of Blue is also rather important there, because that might mean that it's where the last goddess died that was running around the world. Say Guinevere. Thank you, Emlyn. So, there's a character in Saint Seiya called Hades. 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 Heidi. We watched the Japanese version and they, they call him like Hades, but it's, Hades. it's Hades. It's Hades, the Greek, uh, Greek god, yeah. Yeah. And you're saying that he resembles Nito. Yes. How so? Uh, the way his story is set up is pretty much the same as you might have noticed. He doesn't actually do anything himself. He pretty much lets his faction do it. And he uh, uses a vessel every time. He'll pick a human and he'll they'll go, yep, we'll put him in there. And then the, he just slowly starts taking over the human's body. Eventually, there's nothing left of the human. And Hades is pretty much just ruling via him. While his real body is sleeping at the bottom of the underworld in a coffin. Mm, because Nito's in a coffin as well. Yes. And then we have the Servants of the Dark running around the top, creating Dark Lords. And also in Senseiya, Hades, he's like the lord of the underworld or death or something? Yes, the underworld. Mm-hmm. And Nito is sort of portrayed as the first to die or the first of the dead. The first to die would be a direct uh, reference to Hades, as Hades was the first to enter the underworld, and it is said to be empty at that time, so he'd be the first technically to die. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting. Now, I know most people don't know this, because you have to have a very high IQ, but in Greek mythology, there's also a character called Hades. Oh. Yes. And he's also the Lord of the Underworld. But where, where are you going with this? Nowhere. It's a funny joke. Okay. Very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Another character that's in Saint Seiya that has a Dark Souls reference is Poseidon and his general sea dragon. Yes. And who are they connected to? Well, uh, mostly it, it's going to be Seif and the whole dragon transformation thing that we get. To, that's uh, mostly based on the general, but there's a few little hints already of Poseidon in there. And then uh, the main Poseidon chunk we get through Vendrick in Dark Souls 2. So who is Poseidon in Saint Seiya? Uh... He's the god of the underwater, of the oceans, just like in Greek mythology. And he basically kidnaps Athena to try and make her his wife while drowning the world. Has he tried therapy? <laughs> <laughs> and who is his general sea dragon? Uh, the sea dragon is the man who's manipulating Poseidon into doing all these things because he wasn't even supposed to wake up in one of these generations. Yet the sea dragon forced him awake and then started like pushing the vessel and controlling that so that they could, so that he could actually take over the world via Poseidon. And is it Poseidon who has like this giant library? Uh, yes. In Lost Canvas, they. 
the place where they entered the Empire of Poseidon or where you find the door to his jail, because his city is pretty much his jail at that point, is inside a massive library. It's called the Library of the World at that point, so it's kind of seen like everything you could expect to find about the planet, you can find in that library. Yeah, and Seath has a library as well as a jail in Dark Souls 1. Which we could also see as the library of that world, because it's the one that's located in Gwyn's kingdom. So it's the main kingdom, the biggest library. Yeah. Awesome. And then when they, when the saints get there, they immediately get teleported by the sea dragon to the jail part. Sort of like how it happens to us when we go to meet Sea for the first time. We walk into the room, he blasts us, we wake up next to the bonfire in the jail. Well, not if you're me, because when I went into that room, I stood in a corner and his crystals <laughs> yeah. couldn't get me. This is it was true. Very funny. This is true. <laughs> the eternal stalemate. Yeah. <laughs> the stream halted for like half an hour at this point because I was like, I will win this duel of minds. And you were doing emotes to save. <laughs> I can literally see Sid like a wrestler go, come on, bring it. <laughs> <laughs> Sin was telling me the other day that I don't walk with enough confidence. And she yeah, said, you, ha true. you have to walk like you want everyone to be afraid of you. And I said, I don't want people to be afraid of me. And she just went, what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have you know that a butterfly landed on my nose the other day. So there you go. That's how gentle I am. <laughs> Thank you, Sophie. So, Emlyn, are there any other connections you'd like to talk about between Poseidon, the general sea dragon, and Seath? Well, there is the kidnapping of the females that he keeps doing. Is that Poseidon or sea general? Both of them, technically, because Poseidon does it to Athena and the sea dragon does it to uh, his sister. Oh, man. He his, his sister is like the most known lady and oh she's so kind and everything of of the land where they lived but she got sick and he found a way to try and cure her via Poseidon's powers mm -hmm. so he decided to put her in a, a massive crystal in Poseidon's uh jail and then uh try to like turn her into the Poseidon vessel so she could pretty much be cured of her disease and continue to live. Well, putting a maiden in a crystal is very safe. Yes. Yeah. Also, kidnapping women and turning them into pisakas. Yeah. Did yeah. Poseidon or a dragon try to turn anybody into pisaka? Uh, well, not really. But you could call his sister at that point a scientific experiment, just like the pisakas. There you go. Yeah. Thank you, Emlyn. So now, let's move on to the Pope and Artemis and Phoebe from Friends. I don't know how to pronounce that. How do you pronounce that? Phobos. Um, Phobos. So which character do they represent? They represent Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn is my favorite character of Dark Souls 1. I love Gwendolyn because it's like everybody else just laughed 
Father went to link the flame. Sister fucked off with Flan. Where Gwendolyn is there like, okay, I've never run a kingdom before, but I have to try to do this. And like, they're doing their best and they're coming up with illusions and they're trying to keep the dark moon nights managed and they're doing all these things. And it's like a lot of pressure, a lot of things happening and they're still like trying to persevere. And then a freaking undead shows up and tries to ruin everything. That's just so much stress and pressure. Mm. But Gwendolyn doesn't even give up. No. Gwendolyn is there in Dark Souls 3 still trying to run things, trying to make sure Yurshka doesn't get eaten. It's just... Mm. Gwendolyn is the true protagonist of Dark Souls. Well, he might be the closest thing to a good guy we meet. Yeah. So tell us how Gwendolyn is connected to the Pope, Artemis, and Phoebus. So he's a connection of all of three of them, and the, the main factor that he's built on is that all three of them take over Sanctuary from Athena. They quite literally go, your kingdom's mine now. So what's Sanctuary? Sanctuary is like the holy city, sort of like how Olympus would work in Greek mythology, or how Lord Anorlando uh, would work in the Dark Souls world. It's the place where the gods live, it's the main seat of power and the central holy city. So basically, Saint Seiya is a good way for kids to learn about mythology, history, yes. murder. It's incredibly violent as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, like the, the one, we watched the more recent ones, I think. But the 80s series, like I saw clips from that and that was like incredibly, that was like Fist of the North Star. Yes, you'll see fists go through people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now we move on to Odin and Zeus. Yes. And they represent... Gwyn! Gwyn! You know, many years ago, Sophia and I were supposed to have a Gwyn debate. I've forgotten this entirely. Yeah, me too, but somebody still remembers. Because once in a while, there'll be a cultist who's like, so when are you doing the Gwyn debate? What is the Gwyn debate? Apparently, you think Gwyn is bad. I don't yeah. think Gwyn is bad. Okay. And that's the debate. Was this before you'd actually beaten Dark Souls? I don't know when this happened, but okay. apparently... <laughs> apparently, there's a debate. Because <laughs> Gwyn, Gwyn killed you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in that sense. Yeah, then he is evil. <laughs> chewing during the podcast <laughs> you were hammered you weren't chewing you were like <laughs> sin walking around new london is one of my favorite parts oh, of that episode <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember anything drops 10 feet yep i found it <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell us a bit about Odin and Zeus from Saint Seiya? So they're more of the absent character. Like we get mentions to them, but they they never really show up. There was a Zeus chapter planned all the way at the end of Saint Seiya, but the author died before he could oh. finish it, so we'll never Aww. get that chapter. That's sad. Yeah. But uh the thing that happened with Gwyn is they took Odin and Zeus and mixed them together because we did get an Odin arc and there's very little that you can not just transfer to Zeus with without yeah. 
you won't get any problems from it. And so when we get to Asgard, the part where they have to like gather uh, special stones to bring them to the altar, that's very much like how we have to get the Lord Souls and bring them to the Lord Vessel in Dark Souls 1. I see Sin has a... I made a face. <laughs> this face appeared after you said the word Vessel. Yeah. So... Just don't say Reborn. No, no, actually. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is related to anything we're talking about today. But I saw the coolest vessel in Saint Seiya because it was so weird and so like, I can't even explain. I felt a lot of emotions. You know how when you watch like a horror movie and something like is like, this is so freaky, but fascinating. Like what is happening here? So that's what I felt when I saw this. And I'm going to link the picture to Emlyn and Sophie on Discord. Oh, yeah. Athena in the vessel. It looks like an overpriced sauna. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's just so weird. It's like we trapped the Tina in this pot. And then you think, oh, she's trapped. I guess she's just like sitting in the pot and she's bored. No, like her head is sticking out and it's so unsettling. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That actually shows up in Dark Souls as a line that we get at the Ring City. Oh, yeah? What is the line? Uh, when we first enter it, we run into the, the weird pygmy guy on the side of the road at the first bonfire uh -huh. right before the archers. And he tells us that Filianor is like uh, the lid on a privy. Mm. And then if you look at this, her head is like the lid on the yeah. jar. Yeah. Yeah, I interrupted you um, for my Lord Vessel realization. We were talking about Quinn and the vessels. <laughs> Yeah, that went at his vessels. I had just gone to the part where I had said about the dropping of the souls into the Lord Vessel, because it's mm -hmm. Lord, Lord Vessel that made you go, ah! <laughs> right, that's right. But then when we look at Odin's armor in, for instance, in Asgard, uh, it looks very much like a bonfire in how the way it's built. Now, if you really look at it close, it starts looking more like it, the, a guy with a sword in his head. But if you just look at the basics of it, it's a whole bunch of pins sticking up with a sword in the middle of it. Odin's armor? Yes. I'm on the wiki now. Is it Odin's robe or something yes. with the crystals? Yes. Oh, I see. Yeah. Because that one is for Odin. It's it's more in, in a frozen style, but if you turn it into a fire, it's perfect for a bonfire Actually, as a visual yeah yeah it's like a crystal bonfire awesome and then by the end of that story the pegasus ends up wearing that armor so us taking over gwyn's place at the bonfire that sort of clicks into that and the pegasus is like the main character basically yes mm -hmm. he's Pretty much whose story we are also following in Dark Souls. There's a couple of moments where we jump into someone else's for a side quest or something. Or just because, like, well, it doesn't really matter which saint is doing it. We can have it work. But most of the time when we're doing something in Dark Souls, we're following that story of the Pegasus. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Emlyn. You're welcome. And now we're moving on to the final and the central character of Saint Seiya. 
Athena. Play the sound. Thank you. <laughs> and Emlyn, who is Athena in Dark Souls? Well, the main Athena we get is Philianor at the end of Dark Souls 3. He's seen as the the real goddess's body and everything. And then the versions we get through of her throughout the story are usually Firekeeper based. Like the Firekeeper is sort of stepping in as her human representative, shall we say. Because basically Saint Say is all about reincarnation. Yes. One Athena can go through multiple holy wars, but every 200 years, there's going to be new holy wars. And that's how she gets reincarnated. She'll usually defeat everything and then die. Aww. So if she defeats everything, what's the point of the other saints? Well, they fight for her. She doesn't... She rarely has to fight herself, let's put it that way. Oh, she's like the manager. Yeah, she's the leader of the faction, the strategist, the the one that does other things, but the main battle is usually fought by her warriors while she does something else. I just had a vision. So Karen is talking to Pegasus, and she's like, I want to see your manager. And then Athena shows up with like a giant sword being like, is there a problem here, Karen? <laughs> <laughs> That would fit. <laughs> so what is like Athena's power in Saint Seiya? It's hard to define. She has a massive cosmos and every time she uh, lets it radiate, everyone starts feeling a sense of peace and calm and it's it's really gently warm and stuff like that is how it's constantly described. Mm-hmm. People seem to lose the will to fight her. Mm-hmm. And... In Saint Seiya, Athena is put in that pot because it would put her to sleep or something? Well, the the Holy War's been fought at that point, and Hades is pretty much lost. So he wants to do it again in the next generation. So he made his two under-gods, Thanatos and Hypnos, put her in the pot. So she'd bleed out, and they could do it again in 200 years without her getting a chance to do anything else in this generation. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And when we meet Philianor, first we meet her when she's asleep, and as she wakes up, she basically turns into a skeleton. I think she moves us through time, and that's what, like, she expends all her energy, and that turns her into a skeleton. Yeah, whichever. <laughs> Famously, no one understands what that's supposed to do, because it's like three (laughs) different things at once, and we just sort of went, I don't understand. They're getting, they're trying to make it lead to the final fight with Hades, because Gale at that point is pretty much a perfect representation of how Hades looks all the way at the end. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'll send you a picture. Send me a picture, yeah. Okay. The one, the Hades we saw was like very sort of pretty. Yeah, there's actually, um, I actually took a screenshot. So if you know that you mention it, can you describe the screenshot? There's an extremely uh, pretty anime boy with uh, enormous eyes that are extremely far apart. And (laughs) it says here, uh, what are these beautiful, what are those beautiful eyes? Yeah, I think it's Jiren. 
starting like a battle or he's about to kill yeah, someone and yeah. the other guy is like oh he's so beautiful <laughs> like bro you're about to get murdered well this is the real hades body that's been locked away since the age of greek mythology there has to be yeah, a reason why yeah. he's protecting it so much <laughs> Because it's it's literally yeah. said that uh, the Pegasus hurt him a little bit, and he locked his body away in the underworld behind like dimensional barriers mm. and everything, to make sure no one could ever touch it again. It's like you're going a little overkill here. Yeah, he's like, I'm too pretty for this. Okay, <laughs> it's like um, Sin will know, like uh, K- Koshe. Is it Koshe? The, yes. the ogre. Koshe the ogre. Yeah, yeah. We're like Koshe Bismirtni. Can you can you tell the story of Koshe? Hey Google. Can you tell me about Koshe Bismirtni? It is a car rental. Here you go. It's a car rental. <laughs> <laughs> let's try let's try Siri. Hey Siri. Can you tell me about Koshe Bismirtni? Okay. I found this on the web for can you tell me about Koshe Bismirtni? Check it out. <laughs> Thank you, Siri. But there's one more alternative that we have. That's right oh. here in the room with us. Hey, Sophie. Yes, Sin. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me about Kashi Bismertni? <laughs> okay, Sin. Here's what I found. <laughs> um, Kashi Bismertni. Yeah, the Deathless. Yeah, the Deathless. Yeah. Um, so he's a Russian, would you say ogre? Like a monster sort of thing? Or like a wizard? Like a wizard. Like, um, I mean. Yeah. Because he looks like a bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so th- the reason he's deathless is that, like, you can't kill him because his soul is like. Is it his soul or his? I think it's either his soul or his heart, depending on the version. Um, is like hidden inside of. Like, it's hidden inside, like, a. a an egg that's inside a chicken that's in, that's on an island that's like in the middle of something like like a matryoshka doll. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So the only way you can actually kill him is to like find get this hyper specific thing and then kill him that way. But his body, he the rest he can't die because his soul sort of endures. Yeah. Sort of like um, Dorian Gray and his portrait. Yeah, all um Seath in the crystal. Yep. Or like Seath can't die as long as he's got his crystal. Yeah. Cache can't die as long as he's got his egg. Thank you, Sophie. Sophie, hey, Sophie, stop. Stop. Hey, Sophie, stop. All right. <laughs> it's a reflex because I have to tell Google to stop because he keeps recording me. He keeps listening to my conversations. Yeah. Oh, same. <laughs> the worst part is the targeted ads are working on me. It's like, do you want earrings shaped like loaves of bread? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com. actually really unhappy with the google targeting thing yeah because i want reborn merchandise and it's just not i feel like that's because you missed reborn yeah. by about 15 years <laughs> like because i showed you that like reborn concert yes yeah there was a reborn concert on there were thousands of people there to watch the cast of reborn perform music from it and um yes! that was in 2006 though and I feel like that was the peak of Reborn. It's gone down since then. And it's quite hard to find merch now. There might be yeah. an annual one somewhere. We'll get we'll get matching Vongola rings one day. Oh my god, totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. 
my boyfriend actually has some oh no i can't tell you what it is it's it comes later okay mm. I, I but yeah to it. yes <laughs> he has some merchandise <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler-free reborn zone. <laughs> Is this the policy? It's related. <laughs> it's been three years. I don't know what the fucking policy. <laughs> so Sophie. Yes, sin. Emlyn sent us a picture of Gale. Wait a minute. That's not Gale. That's Hades. Oh. Do you think Gale is going to be mad because Hades is wearing his red hood? His iconic red hood. Iconic red hood. And now a little girl <laughs> with a wolf walks in and goes, Excuse me, that's my red hood. <laughs> <laughs> and then the boss music starts. She hits you with a picnic basket. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's in Darkstalkers. What? We're getting way off topic, but like in there's a fighting game called Darkstalkers, one of the characters yes. is Little Red Riding Hood, and she's got the picnic basket, yep. but it's full of guns. And she like pulls like Uzis out of it. Oh my god. Ask Kyan. Of course, of course Kyan would know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Sophie. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Sin. So we talked about some of the characters that may have inspired Dark Souls. But that's not all. We also brought with us some locations. What were my locations at Dark Souls and Sincere? <laughs> Thank you, Sophie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know how Gale has his iconic red hood? How could I forget? <laughs> we have our <laughs> iconic locations. <laughs> have you seen them? The locations of Bloodborne. What's <laughs> <laughs> the trailer? So, Emlyn. Yes. In the outline, you stated that Sanctuary from Saint Seiya is Anor Londo from Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. Could you please elaborate? Well, first it's the Holy City, so it's the closest thing that the humans can get to to actually get an audience with the gods. But also in the setup, when we enter uh, Anorlando, we get those two rooms on the sides with uh, one having a statue of our, uh, what's his name? Ornstein. Ornstein and the other one of Smao. These, this is pretty much how the saints temples of the gold saints are set up to get to Athena's uh, palace in sanctuary. You'd have to get through all of their houses to get to her temple. And in each of these, mm -hmm. uh, I think this is this might be also a remnant of what Miyazaki was originally intending to do with these two bosses by just putting them each in a room. And in order to go to the other side, you'd have to fight a boss for each section of like getting access to it. But eventually he just put them together in the boss room and did it that way. It's also run by a pope and he... Uh, is in both cases he's faking a goddess in the location. That's where Gwendolyn and Guinevere. In Saints, yeah, it's it's faking Athena, like acting like she's still there, and the saints that are showing up with her go trying to get to the top are like, no, no, those are traitors trying to install a fake one, 
or I have the real one here. In Dark Souls, he uses it more to make us, well, do what he wants, is the best way to put it. Yeah, you show up and Guinevere's like, Ciao, so chosen undead! You can tell if it's the real Guinevere, because the real Guinevere would know reborn trivia. <laughs> You ask her to name all seven Arcobaleno. <laughs> <laughs> and she can't do it, and that's how you know she's fake. Thank you, Sophie. <laughs> the next location is Sanctuary Training Ground, which is related to Sense Fortress. Yes. Could you elaborate? Well, the training ground of saints is full of brutal tests like you see in Sense Fortress. And mm -hmm. then you get the first episode where the Pegasus is getting his armor and he has to fight this giant guy to get it. The giant guy is a little bit like the Iron Golem. He even has a sort of circular like thing in the center of his chest. And... There's also this shot of him picking the saint, uh, the Pegasus up like the Iron Golem would do during the battle when he does his grab move. So mm -hmm. I, I put those two together. His the teacher of this huge uh, guy is uh, also the Snake Saint or Fiucus Saint is the actual thing, but. Uh, she looks all the, the depiction you get of a snake with her armor is very much like the snakes we keep running into throughout Sense Fortress. So I think the Sense Fortress is like a training ground for Silver Knights or where humans would prove that they're worthy of becoming Silver Knights. Mm -hmm. Right. It's also placed on the human level of uh, the world because if we look at Dark Souls, it's nicely divided into three sections where we have uh, all the way at the top, the divine level with the library and the city and Orlando. And then from Sen all the way to Firelink, it's the human world. And then we get all the things in the underworld beneath it. New Londo's sort of on the edge, but since it's being swallowed by the underworld, it's it's more underworld than actual human world at this point. Thank you, Amlin. You're welcome. And the next location we touched on before, the Library of the World and the Duke's Archives. Could you elaborate on those? So both locations contain most of the information about the planet. And there's also an emphasis put on stargazing in both. Uh, we learn this in Sief's library from the specific objects we find around the library that are for specifically determining where the planets are in the sky. And in Saints, they straight up tell you that it's, it's astrology is one of the main deals that they do there. Thank you, Emlyn. And the last location or concept we're going to talk about is a visual representation that makes you think automatically Dark Souls 3, Ashes of Ariandel. And in Saint Seiya, what we see is somebody with blonde hair and a big stool next to them painting a painting. And 
Emlyn, could you tell us a bit more about the painting, the person painting the painting and the situation surrounding this visual? So this character is the Hades vessel for that generation. He's the one that will be used to house him. But all the while he's being tricked by by the priests and stuff, they're having him paint paintings and keeping his artistic side as alive as possible and feeding it. By about halfway through the show, he shows up in Sanctuary to reveal that he's going to paint the lost canvas, uh, the, the massive painting, and then he just reveals it in the sky instead of on a cloth. By the end of the series, he has an entire fortress and everything inside of the clouds and stuff that he painted, serving as like a painted world, which slowly starts absorbing, absorbing all the life of the people on the planet. Like he'll paint a section above a specific town. The town will turn into pretty much a black hole. It, it'll just vanish. Everyone will be gone and it, you'll find only death and darkness there. Wow. That's scary. Thank you, Emlyn. Yeah. Now, all that is good and well, but I see one major plot hole in your theory that Saint Sam inspired Dark Souls. And I'm going to post that plot hole to you and Sophie on Discord. So please describe the picture that I just sent you. <gasps> oh, this is a baby not dying. As a matter of fact, the baby is being protected. Oh no, this is... Ooh. <laughs> Technically, he fails. <laughs> Sophie, do the outro. That was Saint Seiya and Dark Souls Connections, Similarities, Inspirations, Everything, with very special guest Saint Seiya expert Emlyn. And Evelyn, if people want to find you on social media, where should they look for you? Uh, I'm running around your Discord, and I have a YouTube channel under Gaming Grimoire. Awesome. Well, Evelyn, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. No, I, I really appreciated it because um, I had known about Saint Seiya for a long time, but I'd never gotten around to watching it. So this was like, like a little show to actually see it. Yeah. And thank you everyone for listening. And see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.